Good morning, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us again this morning. It's bright and early, and my name is Todd Sylvester, and this is the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. As everyone knows by now, I call it a belief cast because I'm passionate about beliefs, and I love to bring guests on who are also passionate about belief systems and who have been through a lot and have changed their own belief systems and live an amazing life, and today's guest is no different. And I'm grateful to uh, introduce to you uh, Wendy Smart McCarter. Yes, we got it right. Did that <laughs> yes, sound right? Yes, you got it right. That's me. <laughs> so welcome. Thanks for coming in early. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate your time, and uh, I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you today. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you, uh, you have a very powerful belief system because I get to work with you, and I see it every single day. And as I was thinking about who to bring on to me, I was thinking, wow, you would be great just because the... Not only that, but the way you live your life. Thank you. You live it with that's, passion. and That's quite a compliment. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's uh, let the listeners get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little background, like maybe a little bit about your family and where you grew up and kind of go from there. Okay. I grew up in Modesto, California. I'm the second oldest of six children. Okay. And uh, I, I have an awesome family. I... I, I think I'm lucky in that I get I can say that I genuinely respect every member of my family. Well, that's and, good. I mean, doing the work that I do, I I've come to realize not everyone can say that about <laughs> every true. member of their family. I was just but, thinking that, yeah. But yeah, I I truly do. So. Um, so you're pretty moved. close to your kid or your siblings then. Um, I I would like to say so. I mean, my brothers all live all over. So I mean. Yeah. And I'm busy with my own yeah, life, and they're busy. busy with theirs. And, and sure. so, aside from being busy and the normal, um, yeah, I feel like we have good relationships. Um, right. So we moved to Salt Lake when I was in high school. I went to Brighton High, like you. Brighton High, yeah. Yeah, go Bengals. <laughs> uh, I actually hated high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I didn't yeah. want to grow up. I'm really? Like, yeah. yeah, no, that was not my experience. Really? Yeah, that was that was. Why did you hate it? Um, I think it was just a really hard time in life to move, and um, yeah, that is a tough time. I went from having everything, all the balls rolling. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was a cheerleader, and okay. I played basketball and did water polo in California, and then I moved here, and I had no friends and didn't know anyone, and all the sports and activities are so much more competitive here that. I, okay. I got cut from every single thing oh, I tried wow. out for. Yeah. Really? So my story for a long time was that I hated high school. <laughs> I just failed at everything. <laughs> I struggled with depression. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was rough. So I had I had no idea that you played basketball and water polo. I did. Wow. I did. That's that's amazing. Um, water polo. That's a tough sport. It is. <laughs> no, I didn't say I was good at it. Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I played. <laughs> I got out there and just tried not to drown. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would drown. I don't know how they tread water for that long. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a tough one. It's like playing soccer in water. So, right. Yeah. So were you a freshman when you got here, or what? How I I was a freshman. Yeah, we moved my freshman year. So actually, I had started high school there and had to go back to middle school when I got here oh, for the, like wow. the last quarter of. But that was uh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was a really interesting. What middle time. school did you go to? 
Butler. Butler, Middle. that's right. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, Butler. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> right yeah. on. Um, so did you end up doing any sports or any so clubs or anything? What's so fascinating about that now, looking back, is getting cut from all the sports and things mm-hmm. that I tried out for actually made me shift into writing. And I found writing oh, wow. was something I was really um, passionate about. And it was a really strong outlet for me. And so I wrote for the school paper and I oh, took cool. some creative writing classes and won some awards for poetry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't write poetry wow. anymore, but That's I did impressive. at one time in my life. Um, but great. writing really served me well in my education and graduate school and everything later on in life. So, yeah. um, so I, I have a belief system now that when things don't work out, it's probably going to be for your benefit. So just sit tight and you'll see it, you know, later on, but you may just not get it now. And I didn't get it then, but now I'm actually really grateful that life, you know, kind of forced me to make that shift. Yeah. Yeah, life happens yeah. for us, right? It sure does. Yeah, yeah yes. you don't really see it in the moment, but you may not see it for quite some time. But if if you're looking for it, when you look back on your life, you'll you'll be yeah. grateful. So it sounds like you had a fairly good childhood then. I mean, I, it... yeah, I have I have no complaints about my childhood, other than yeah. my parents forcing me to move. <laughs> um, yeah, things were really good. Yeah. Do, are your parents uh, still together? Are they still living here? My parents are still married. Oh, I can't remember how long they've been married. Like yeah. 43 years maybe now. Okay, wow. Um, 42? I don't know. More than 40 years. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, they're you know the rock of our family. Yeah, I... Uh... Last year at a softball game, met your mom and dad. Yeah, yeah they it, was good to, it was good to meet them. Yeah, and, sober softball. Uh, they yeah. came out to watch me. Yeah, <laughs> really rocket softball, but yeah, yeah you did pretty good that game, if I remember. <laughs> Thank <you. laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. they seem like great people. They are. So let's you know, kind of go as you were growing up. I mean, all kids go through a challenging stage in life, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who we are, and mm-hmm. you know, we struggle with certain things about our lives. What what were some of the things that maybe were challenging to you growing up, just individually as you were trying to make it through, you know, junior elementary, junior high, and high school? Um, I think I had the belief system that it was based on insecurity. So I mm-hmm. didn't think that people would want to be friends with me if I tried. Mm, wow, okay. And so I sort of made that assumption about people that, um, I would be rejected or I would be laughed at if I tried to open up and be friends with people. So I really sat back and forced others to come to me. And all of my friendships were because other people really created them. And, and I didn't, okay. wasn't really vulnerable and willing to, I wanted the friends, you know, I, right. and, uh, I have two kids in high school now, so I, I'm, I'm really aware of, of how friendships start at that age in life. And, there's so much insecurity that just right. is so unnecessary. So if I could go back and do all of that again, I would just assume that everyone wants to be my friend, <laughs> right? right? And, yeah. and be much more open to that. But Did you have a, a friend that kind of, did that, Did you get burned by a friend or something that caused you to maybe think that? I, or? I did, I did. <laughs> I remember 
so I went to Butler, so we actually did ice skating as part of our gym class or uh-huh. something yeah. at Cottonwood Heights Recreation Center. And I remember sitting there one day, and uh, this girl in one of my classes had been passing notes back and forth with me, and I was so excited about it. They were like, you know, the folded up and all intricate fold design, and <laughs> you'd pass them right, and yeah. um, try to not have the teacher see you. This was before we had texting, so notes are like <laughs> the thing, right? Big time, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm all excited. I think I'd only lived here for a couple of weeks when this happened. And so I was really excited. She was one of the more popular girls. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting there getting my ice skates on. And around the corner, I could hear her talking to another girl. And they were actually laughing at me. And Mm. the whole point of passing notes with me was to make fun of me behind my back. Oh, wow. And make it like... Just it was just this really mean girls type mm-hmm. of episode, like right. right in my face, and I was just crushed. Yeah. And so, um, I I think that one experience really, really got to me and made yeah. it hard for me to open up. Yeah, it's amazing, that. like how traumatic that can be at oh, that age. Yeah. Right. And I mean, maybe that w- that was probably along the lines of bullying, mm-hmm. but it you know. It just happened, and yeah. it, it, I I wish I would have known then that that wasn't about me. That really had little to do with me. Right. That was them working through and finding out what they needed to find out about <laughs> life and how to treat people. Yeah. But I very much at the time thought it was about me and yeah. thought there was something wrong with me, and that's why they were treating me that way. Yeah, I have typically found, even when I was in like junior high, that kids who were that way mean to other kids is mm-hmm. they have a, typically a belief that they're inferior. Yes. So they try to act superior right. to combat that. Right. So and they'll put you down. That's coming from their experiences yeah. and their fears and their insecurities. And, yeah. and so if you just get in the way of that, you know, then don't yeah. take it personal. Right. It's, it's not about you. Yeah. So then did you struggle then having friends because of that starting, with, you know, like, even in high school. I, I have did. a hard time seeing that because you seem so <laughs> personal and bubbly and warm and, and, warm and oh, safe. thanks, Todd. <laughs> uh, I did. I really struggled to have friendships and um, dating. I did not date or, really? or have any boyfriends or relationships at all, all through high school. Really? I just was scared. Did you go to yeah. school dances and things like that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you so just like my Two of my kids just went to prom last week, and so it brought up my <laughs> my one and only prom story. Uh, we we went to the dance, and we didn't have a group. It was just me and him, and I didn't know this guy at all. Uh-huh. He was just in one of my classes. Right. And, and then after the dance, he was like, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, are right. we supposed to have a plan or something? Right. We ended up going to... Dumb and Dumber at the Dollar Movies in my formal. <laughs> you are kidding no. me. No. <laughs> in your I formal. Was, I was humiliated, but that's my story now. I love that story. The Dollar Movie of the all The Dollar things. Movie. <laughs> dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. I love Dumb and Dumber, but it's right. not really prom appropriate. Yeah, and you don't want to be in your formal, formal. to watch that show. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Good times. Yeah, so I would assume you probably didn't go out with that guy again. Or? I did not. <laughs> no, I didn't. He was he was a gem. 
Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I really didn't I really didn't date much or do the whole dance experience much. Yeah. Um I tried, but I just it's interesting cuz I've I've learned now that fear is something that people around us are in tune to. So there's this yeah. there's a study that they did with people um they had the participants smell the sweat pads of someone running on the trampoline or running on the trampoline running on the treadmill oh okay um they put pads that capture the sweat from under the armpits of people running on the treadmill okay and then they had people jumping out of an airplane and had collected the sweat from the armpits of those people and then they had people had they had no idea what they were smelling smell both i know it's kind of disgusting but they smell <laughs> right. both sweat pads okay and what they found is that the fear um, parts of the brain, of when they smelled that sweat, would light up when they smelled the peop- the sweat of the people jumping out of the airplane. Really? So that that just teaches me, and what I've really paid attention to is that people around us can sense our fear way more than than we yeah. even realize. So if we're walking through life with all of this insecurity, mm-hmm. and that's what insecurity is, is fear other people are going to respond to that and possibly even, you know, smell and and experience fear on some level in their own brains. Yeah. And that's not a pleasant experience. Not at all. So when I think of myself in high school, I just think I had so much fear. Yeah. And people probably picked up on that and responded to that without me even realizing Without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And even people not even realizing, like, something about Wendy's off. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know how to put a finger on it. Yeah, there's a smile on her face, and she seems okay, but she, yeah, had a lot of fear going on. Interesting. Did you have a best friend in high school? Like, you know, a lot of us sometimes have a best friend that we... No. So I would imagine maybe, did one of your siblings kind of take... Probably uh, my that... mom and oh okay. What's I mean, my sister was older than me, and so she was off doing college and things like that. And siblings kind of come in and out of your life, and you're close to them at sometimes, and then not at others. And so, when we moved, I remember <laughs> the few months leading up to moving, I hated my mom. I uh-huh. was rebelling. I would not come home at night and. I was just mad at her for the whole thing. And then the car ride from from California <laughs> here, I just remember it was me and my mom and my dog. And I, from that point on, she was like the person closest to me. And really? I really turned to her and our relationship probably ever since then has been something I could really turn to in, right. in hard times. And so, so you kind of bonded on that car ride. Yeah, on that, definitely. Yeah. 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 So you're almost forced to. You're stuck in this car for the next ten hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Might as well figure this out. Yep. And my my dad is, has always told us, your friends will come and go, but your yeah. you know your sister is always going to be your sister. Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's been a belief system throughout my life. Yeah. Is my my family is just always going to be there, um, and friends was something I really struggled for until I hit, graduate school and I found a group of friends that I've been. I mean, they're my best friends, best friends to this yeah. day, right? Which has been over a decade now, and okay. and so I did work it out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. have friends now? Yeah, good. She has some friends. <laughs> I That's do good. Todd's my friend. Yes, I am your friend for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was 
something I had to figure yeah. out. And I want to out. talk more about that in a minute here, but I want to just ask you, did you ever get caught up in like the party scene or try, you know, that kind of thing to try to fit? <laughs> I would imagine maybe not because you didn't hang out too much, but I don't know. Did you I ever was get... awful at parties. <laughs> what? They even to this day, those kind of parties just I just cringe. Yeah, right. Um, I'm just not. That's just not my scene. Just wasn't you. I yeah. got invited to a few. I remember going to a few parties in high school, right. but um, I didn't ever drink or smoke or mm-hmm. do drugs or anything. I was right. too afraid to do anything like that. Yeah. 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 That's probably a good thing. Right? I, I didn't ever get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I was just the really quiet kid. Did you get good grades? I I got I yeah I got good enough grades. Yeah. Nothing amazing, but I, my parents never had to you know get on my case right. about my grades or anything yeah. like that. I remember I missed trigonometry twenty times out of sixty. <laughs> wow! And I still got an A. But it was just because it was the first period of the, of the class, and I had just gotten my driver's license, and so I would just sleep yeah. in and not go. And yeah, that was me. Yeah, it seems like when I was in high school, you'd get away with anything. We yeah. could slough half the time. Oh, yeah. We'd no, still get my, A's. And... My kids never miss school now. Yeah. They've really cracked down on making it really hard for kids to yeah. um, catch up on sleep. Yeah, it, they've changed a lot of things yeah. compared to what we had in high school. So, Tell, tell our listeners how many kids do you have and what they're up to and what they're, what oh. they're doing. So I'm a single mom. I've been divorced for, what year is it? <laughs> for a while now, like six or eight or something like that uh-huh. years. Uh, my three kids are 17, 15, and 9. So I have two in high school and one mm-hmm. in elementary school. And... Um, they're what I'm most proud of in life. Sure. They're, um, yeah, I, I love yeah. being a mom. I say that all the time. But yeah, and, I and, really and it, it shows. I mean, we hear yeah. you talking about them all the about time and what you do for them and yeah. the sacrifices you make to make sure that they've got everything they need. Yeah. You know, teaching yeah. them some powerful belief systems as well. I, yeah. Right? They're, they have really <laughs> resilient thinking. Sometimes they even... Um, inspire me because yeah. they just push themselves past where I think they could go. Um, yeah. My son is taking a lot of AP classes and mm-hmm. he got a really good ACT score and he runs track and plays band and I mean he's at the school from 6.30 in the morning for jazz bands until maybe 5 o'clock for track practice wow. and um, <laughs> he's always telling me I want to do this, I want to do this, and my mm-hmm. joke is like, yeah, because you don't have enough to do, right, let's, right, yeah. let's see what else we can add to your <laughs> let's plate. Let's add but that, too. He's just always willing to put mm-hmm. himself out there, and, and pretty much the opposite of how I was in high school. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just really fun for me to watch them go yeah. through life and, and support them, and yeah. um, I, you know, I like to think that I balance that with my own life it's really easy for parents to sure um and that's probably the one thing my parents did is they their whole life was our family and their kids and I try to do things for me too because I think it's important for kids to see that you know mom has hobbies too and mom has interests and mom takes care of herself too yeah absolutely yeah and I know so there's so much I want to talk about but uh (laughs) 
you know, kind of maybe tell the listeners, uh, let's go back just a little bit. Okay. You know, when did you find that shift in your life where you changed kind of that belief system that, you know, I'm, you know, kind of fearful of what other people think of me mm-hmm. and not having friends and I'm worried, I'm worried to even be vulnerable mm-hmm. to now where mm-hmm. you're at today with this powerful belief system. Where was the kind of the transition and how did that start? Um, so I, I ended up graduating high school a little bit early and, and got right into college and honestly, I think through through college and then having my life kind of fall apart, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really had to do some soul searching and figure out what was gonna you know carry me through some hard times and so i'm I'm divorced now, and as as along with that goes a lot of heartache and a lot of struggle yeah, and sure. getting on your own two feet with three really young kids. Um, I mean, it was a trying time and I really had to dig deep in order to, you know, keep moving through that. What was the hardest part about that? I mean, can you, can you think of what specifically was the most difficult? Um, (laughs) there's so much much there. Yeah. That was difficult. (laughs) I, I guess letting my kids see me struggle. Yeah. I remember a moment driving in the car and my son was complaining about something and I just broke down and just cried yeah. and I was like, right. you know what? <laughs> this is hard for me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, cuz I'm always really good at at, you know, having a really positive right. attitude and so with that comes this perception of strength and so Letting people in my life, my family included, see, no, I'm struggling. This is hard. I'm yeah. kind of falling apart right now. I need some help. Yeah. That, uh, that really forced me to just surrender and think and pull back a bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is probably tough. You know, your kids seeing mom struggling because you're yeah. the you're the rock. I'm, yeah. You're the positive, powerful yeah, person. But part of and being now... the rock is is showing kids how to be resilient through hard things, yeah, right? And absolutely. they're not going to learn that unless they see someone doing it. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I think that's important to mm-hmm. show, hey, even though I'm struggling, we're going to be okay. We'll make it right. through it. We'll get through this. But I'm not going to pretend I'm doing, everything's great. Yeah, and yeah, no, everything's not great right now, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. We yeah. can do hard things. And yeah. I'm, this is hard for me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can only imagine. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think a lot of people put on the face that everything's fine. Yeah. You know, so the kids are going, okay, why is mom doing so great? And I'm struggling and right. probably opened up a lot of communication. Yeah. I would imagine with your children. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have really, that's absolutely true. I think they would agree. We talk about anything and everything and. Yeah. Definitely because of what we've been through together. Like, yeah. You know, everything's on the table and we can talk about things. That yeah, are which probably makes you that much better of a mom because, you know, I work with a lot of young kids too, uh, mm-hmm. you know, client-wise, mm-hmm. and they'll tell me a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, well, have you mentioned this to my parents? And I'll say, I can't because they've done nothing so wrong. Oh, sad. Yeah. yeah, they won't understand. They won't get it. Yeah, in my private practice I had... A number of adolescents and it seemed like that was the common thread with adolescents is 
they would not talk to mom and dad or open up to anyone, mm-hmm. a school counselor or a teacher, anyone, because they just believed no one would understand this or they would judge me because, you know, I've done this yeah. and they right. haven't done this. And no, my, my kids know my screw ups and, and they need to because they yeah. need to know how I resolved them. Yeah, that's awesome. That is powerful. That's a, that's an amazing thing you're doing there. Um, so, you know, you go through this divorce mm-hmm. and you said you had to dig deep. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? I had to really figure out which of my beliefs and perceptions about the world were mine mm-hmm. because I had chose them or were ones that I was living by because I had been taught them. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I had to make some shifts and leave some belief systems behind that weren't serving me anymore mm-hmm. and and really find the ones that were going to keep me grounded in my life and and serve me so that I could thrive and be happy and content right. and and able to go through hard things and so I think the the most beliefs like the easiest way to describe my belief system now is is to live in terms of the four agreements yeah you mentioned that a lot uh-huh. yeah I, I do I talk about the four agreements a lot in mm-hmm. the work that I do because I think it just makes it so simple yeah <laughs> it's right. like yeah <laughs> oh it, it, it's nothing like mind-blowing but it it, it is yeah. really simple if you if you're not taking things personal and I did that mm-hmm. all the time and yeah. I still you know struggle with that from time to time yeah not making assumptions always being impeccable with your word and along with that comes I need to just tell people what's going on with me and yeah. not being vulnerable is not being impeccable with your word you've you've yeah. got to use your voice and actually say things yeah um and then always doing your best yeah yeah pretty simple pretty yeah. Seems so simple, but yeah, yeah. It, if if you can like take a daily inventory and be like, okay, how am I doing in these areas? Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna stay on the right track. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously those who know you now, like including me, you're not afraid to speak your mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that's afraid to true. stand up for you. That's true. I think that's really yeah. really cool to watch. Um, and that's and I like how you said that. It's it's really simple. Yeah. I think we as human beings try to overcomplicate everything. Definitely. Like I gotta go I gotta read these fifteen self help books and then I'll be okay. Yeah, you know? I know. When in reality it's just these just, simple little principles. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just staying aware of how you're doing with them. I'm assuming this is stuff you these principles you teach your children as well to kind of live by. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Simplify it for them even, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's very cool. Um, is there anyone that you've kind of patterned, I I mean, obviously like the four agreements, but is there anyone else that you kind of look up to that inspires you to, I don't know, to be better or to anyone you read or that you Um, like to Brene Brown is just amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I I love all of her work with, um, vulnerability and shame Mm -hmm. and, she talks a lot about boundaries, and mm-hmm. I really like how she makes boundaries something really approachable. Because you hear yeah. the word boundary, and you're like, oh, great, you know. Because <laughs> right. along yeah. with boundaries comes discomfort. And so yeah. you even mention that word, and people kind of just, like, shrink yeah. back. Right. 
Um, but boundaries, if you learn about them the way she explains them and the way I've come to bring them into my life, they actually are based on love yeah. and compassion. And the, the better boundaries we have in our relationships, the more love is able to be there because we're respecting each other and we're communicating on what our needs are. And, and it, it just creates yeah. a much less hostile environment than making assumptions or trampling all over each other's needs. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. She is amazing. And, uh, I can, I can hear you a lot of times with clients and in process groups, <laughs> some of that stuff coming out, Yeah. but that's good. But not only do you look maybe up to her, but you're also living it yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> one thing I've noticed about you, I had a friend when I started doing life coaching like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. he told me, he looked at me and says, the hardest thing for you to do will to be practice what you preach. Because it's easy to tell a client, hey, be doing these things, and right. then I'm doing the opposite. Right. right, right. But it seems like, you know, from and I've known you for several years now, that you really live what you say. I do now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe not yeah. so much early. I haven't always, early on. for sure. Yeah. But I... I feel like I'm one of the happiest people I know. <laughs> I love that. I don't know many That's people awesome. that can say that, but I look around and I'm That's like, powerful. Yeah, I've got something figured. Something's going well because I yeah, I'm pretty thrilled with my life. I'm grateful. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and you know that you can't fake that. No. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, you can try. You but, can try, but you like yeah. you said how you can sense things from people. Yeah. Like I know that that I I believe that of you cuz I see you just do it. Day right? in day out. I can just tell Todd you're happy. in the trenches. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's beautiful. The happiest person I know is me. I well, was so cool. You're up there too, Todd. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I hope so. <laughs> you're, you're you're one of the happiest people I know too. Oh, good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a compliment yeah. coming from you, so yeah. thank you. You're I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, what um, when we're you know we're talking about belief systems, what are some of the belief systems you have now that kind of empower you, um, that kind of thrive you know push you forward in life? And I know maybe some of it is from the four agreements and things like that. But what else maybe stands out when I say that um, for you? I think I already mentioned this one, but I can do hard things. Yeah. 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 I used to slink back when something was hard i remember my my kid two of my kids well actually all three of my kids run track but i remember going out for track when i was in high school and running around in the california heat a few times mm-hmm. and i was like mm, no that's really hard <laughs> and so i quit yeah, yeah. i didn't keep running track and i really liked running yeah. from the time i was little I I've been you know I've really enjoyed running but it just was too hard so I I gave up yeah um but now I'm I'm actively engaged in trying to do hard things even like physical workout kind of things I I find joy in in that and yeah yeah so you have you know along those lines you have like a morning ritual that you do typically (laughs) everyone tell our listeners what you do so (laughs) I get up every morning between 5 and 5.30, mm-hmm. and I I start with a workout that I, like, stream online, and I do in my home, and it's strength training and plyometrics and things uh-huh. like that, um, and then I make my kids breakfast, and that's a, 
that's a big part of my morning because yeah. I think in every day it's important that we do at least one act of love. It can be something small, but Ooh, I love that. I have been doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> their dad actually took care of them for a week while I was out of town and I came back and they're like, dad made us breakfast every morning. And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> well I can make you breakfast every day. So yeah. that's how it started. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I carved out an extra 15 minutes to make my kids a warm breakfast. They, right. had, they had always been just having a bowl of cereal or just grabbing yeah. like a cereal bar on the way out. And I've learned that if somebody makes them a good hearty breakfast, it just goes through. It's so yeah. important for wow. kids. So I do. I get up, I scramble them some eggs or make them some oatmeal. Um, and then I go for a run. And I run every day. Yeah. No days off is is kind yeah. of a, a family theme. Um, no days off. I love that. But I set a goal to run a thousand miles this year. Wow. So. A thousand miles this year. That's amazing. Yeah. And last week I hit four hundred. So I am staying on target. Wow. And. That's awesome. I mostly do that for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all for the dog. It's, it's, it's in large part because I feel bad, you know, when we all leave for the day if he hasn't had any physical activity. He's so just it, laying there. He's and just doing laying nothing. there, and then I'm like, oh, buddy. So I take him for a good run every morning, and um, and yeah, that's then I come home and get all my kids off to school and get myself ready for work and. By the time I get to work, I feel like I've run a marathon. I bet. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's every day. Yeah. Every day. What a great way, though, to kind of start off your day. And I love what you said, like an act of love. Like and it doesn't just have to a be simple thing. Something big. Just simple. Something simple. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't live with someone, you know, make yourself breakfast. Yeah. Or. You know, take a cup of coffee to a coworker or something. But oh yeah, I love that. But start your day doing something out of love, and yeah. it kind of sets the tone for your day. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so you're at four hundred miles in a thousand. Four hundred miles really out of a cool. thousand. Yeah. Right on. I'm you're excited on track. to hit the halfway point this month. <laughs> yeah, you're probably yeah. ahead of the game then. I am. Yeah. 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 When I set that goal, I kept it real quiet because I didn't want to own it yet. So I didn't tell anyone <laughs> I was doing it right, until you know. I had, I had run, you know, one or two months of hitting a hundred miles a month, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is something I can actually do. So right. I started telling people, and it's all because I saw this medal on a stupid Facebook ad, <laughs> and I'm like, I want that medal. <laughs> I'm going to run a thousand miles this year and buy myself a medal. No, yes, yeah, I love it. But I'm it. doing it. I'm uh-huh. totally doing it. I want, I want the medal. I yeah. don't know why I want the medal, but. Yeah. Well, what, yeah, be, that's what an accomplishment, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's tell, tell our listeners what you do now. Um, okay. In, you know, and kind of how you got into this and, uh, you know, just tell them, you know, what you do. So I work with Todd at Wasatch Recovery. Mm-hmm. We've worked together for like three years now or yeah, so, so, maybe yeah. more. Maybe a little more. But... Um, I'm a therapist here. I have a master's degree in mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I'm also the program director of yes. residential. Yeah. So I, That's awesome. I, you know... 
run the show around here and make sure all the clients and the schedule and all the therapists are where they need to be and mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You do several groups a week and then individuals, yeah, right? Groups and and I carry a caseload of yeah. seven or eight clients and. Yeah, and people who don't know you may not know this after they hearing you how you're laughing, you're the happiest person you know, and yeah. all this stuff. But you're tough, <laughs> like, you, <laughs> like you guys. I'm not kidding you. She is tough. tough. I am tough, tough on the clients. Why? Um, why do you think you? I'm also do that? known as Cinderella with the butcher knife, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, Wendy's my therapist. They're all so excited because she looks so nice. And then they're like, after one session, like, holy oh, hell, what yeah. was that? Yeah, <laughs> that's me being impeccable with my word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time to save yeah. people's lives, right? And help right. them reclaim their lives. So I'm I'm going to just tell it to you straight. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I don't feel like I'm unkind in right. doing that. I'm always very careful to be acting out of compassion when I say things sure, very sure. bluntly and directly. Yeah. Um, but the feedback I've gotten from clients over the years and years that I've been doing this is that they appreciate someone finally telling them the truth. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah. you know, they walk through life yeah. with people enabling them and walking mm-hmm. on eggshells because they seem so fragile. Yeah. And people struggling with substance abuse seem very fragile. And we, you know, we, caution ourselves not to be too hard on them because we don't want them to relapse or right. you know and i don't buy into that i i treat people as though they're strong and i talk to you as though you're strong and yeah. that you can handle hearing the truth yeah and yeah there's a quote I, i'm going to summarize it but it says you know I, most people will preach of your weakness but i'm going to preach of your strength and that's yes. kind of what you do oh i love that you love that yes yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, telling them the truth, mm-hmm. which in, at the beginning stings a little bit. <laughs> it, it can sting a little bit yeah. if you've had everyone sugarcoating things for you for, sure. for a while. Yeah. Right. And it seems like typically the clients that we see have been enabled by so many unhealthy yeah. situations and people in their lives that. Of people that think that they're being loving, but yeah. they're actually. It, it's really hurtful. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you also do, uh, on the, you have your own counseling as well? I just started up again. So I, I have done private practice in the past, and um, I was recently trained in EMDR, um, okay. which is a therapeutic technique geared towards treating trauma. And yeah. so I started seeing clients on the side again just so that I can really focus on EMDR and, and have have an outlet where I can do that consistently right. in residential as you know we have clients here for 30 60 or 90 days so yeah. doing an, a long-term treatment with someone isn't really an option for me in You're this right. setting so I'm looking forward to having that on the side and, yeah. and doing some of that that's great that's great so um man we I would love to I mean, we could talk all day. Seriously, this would be Sometimes fun. Sometimes we do. I know we do. I know we should just keep a yeah. mic around us as yeah. we walk around, and, just, and then oh, there's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to edit a little bit. A little you know, bit. Just yeah. a little. Um, so if you could, you know, I asked you to maybe come up with a challenge for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is to also kind of gear it towards younger kids, who are struggling. You know, trying yeah. to figure out life, and they have their own belief systems that are holding them back. But is yeah. what uh, challenge uh, that you 
would you want to share with all of us to, to kind of help us move forward? Well, I, I think the theme of what I've shared today is, mm-hmm. is just to be a friend and do an act of love. So that would be my, my challenge is love that. not to be afraid to reach out to people and be a friend. In my work, I think the most common theme I hear from people um, is that they just don't have enough friends in their life and they don't know mm-hmm. how to create them. Yeah. And they're afraid, like I was, to, to yeah. reach out and be vulnerable and put themselves out there. And so you're not going to go wrong doing an act of service or kindness or love for anyone. Yeah. It's, it's you know, if you're if you're doing it with the right intention, there's not anything bad that's going to come from that. So that would be my challenge to okay. people is, is to... You know, put yourself out there every day in some small way mm-hmm. and set your intents to walk in love every day. And Wow, I love that. What a great challenge. You know, a lot of times, I remember my kids were younger, they'd be sitting on the couch like, yeah, no no one wants to hang out or anything. I'm like, well, have you reached out to anyone today? Yeah. And they'd be like, no. No. no but, <laughs> I'm like, you're just yeah. waiting for someone to, you know, and I think a right. lot of kids do that. Yes. They're waiting for someone to come knock on the door to ask them to go do something. Right. You go be that friend. You reach out. So Absolutely. I love what you're saying there because I think a lot of kids are stuck at home going, I don't have any friends, but they're not doing anything about it. Yeah. You know? Out of fear. Yeah. yeah. Out of fear again. I, I totally get it, but... Yeah. The more I learn about life and what people are thinking, they're out there waiting for you to come be their friend, <laughs> right. or, you know? Yeah. So they need you just as much as you need them. Yeah. I love that. Be a friend and an act of love, an yes. act of service every single day. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. No, just something, I mean, anything. Making yeah. someone breakfast even every is a day. powerful thing. Yeah. And then I check my box. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I do other things too, but then I know I started the day in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so if people wanted to kind of reach out to you, you know, from this podcast mm-hmm. and um, get to know you better or maybe have questions for you, how would they do that? Um, Probably the best way is through email. So my private practice counseling email address is smartcounselingllc at gmail.com. Great. Okay, there there you heard it. If you want to, if you have any questions for Wendy, or if you have any of, if you're struggling, or if you know someone who's struggling that could use uh, Wendy's, you know, services really, and what yeah. she's in her background, please reach out to her. Uh, we'll be posting this on all my social media and then she'll put it up on hers as well and uh, we're trying to get the word out to as many people as we can and mm-hmm. um i want to thank you for um, being on this this was cool yeah thank you for yeah. having me this is really fun way yeah. to start the day yeah, yeah i'll have you on again okay um we can kind of do a follow-up and i'm gonna uh, i think it'll be good to just kind of continue the story okay with everyone so we'll we'll do this again soon sounds fun um, but i um i am blessed to know you and I'm grateful. Likewise, I learn Tom. so much from you every day when I'm in group. I'm just, you know, I'm the one snarking in the we background have, and we laughing. We have a little too much fun. Boy, we have fun, yeah. don't we? And we do. uh, But it's uh, it's um, a blessing to know you. And I just, you know, I really do look up to you and everything that you do. So I hope you know thank that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So thank you. And uh, all right, uh, listeners, please uh, listen to, after you've listened to this, share this with everyone you know. And uh, thank you so much for all your support. And uh I truly feel blessed to be in this position to do this. So thank you so much. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you.